0: Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. This is Erica.
1: And I'm Josh.
0: And I love my coffee.
1: With a splash of crime.
0: So I just wanted to say really quick that Josh and I are really excited with how many people have been listening to the podcast we've been seeing that we've been having a ton of downloads and it's honestly just more than we expected we also just wanted to thank you for sticking out the first few episodes while we figure out everything you know recording and editing but i know we will get better and better it's just a little bit of a learning curve for us because we've never edited anything before yeah i think so far we've improved quite a bit from the first episode
1: because ooh, girl it was rough
0: It was just, you can't be good at everything, you know, and we're trying, it's actually harder than it looks having a podcast because you're trying to follow a story, but you're also trying to make sure it's still recording and making sure that everything's set up properly. And of course, finding a program that we liked to edit since we've never done it before, you know, we didn't know what program worked for us and we found a program that we really like. And we also just wanted to thank, my husband Joel for mastering everything for us it's helped so much and also the person that made our logo Herbert Ramos we tagged him on our logo on our Instagram if you guys need any artwork done he's very very talented hit him up he'll do it for a commission
1: he came in clutch
0: yeah he did and also I tagged my husband's studio in our logo our first post on Instagram as well so if you guys need anything He also mixes music as well.
1: Everybody has credit in the first post.
0: Everybody's credit. That's, yeah.
1: One and done. One post and done.
0: Okay, so we did that part. Josh, what are you drinking?
1: Vodka soda no soda. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm stupid. Um, Today, I'm drinking the brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso. It's the best thing Starbucks has to offer, I think. What are you drinking over there?
0: Today, I just felt like having a warm coffee with a little bit of hazelnut cream. I made it at home.
1: Wow, look at her being innovative at home.
0: What can I say? So I'm going to jump into this story with you, and I'm pretty excited to tell you. I mean, I'm always excited to tell you all the stories. Let's be honest. <laughs> so today's case happened on the summer morning of July 7th, 1993. A woman was found murdered on the street, and even though this case received a large amount of media attention, the case remained unsolved for almost a decade. This is the case of Mia Zabata. Mia Zabata was born in August of 1965. She grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, in a suburb. She loved music and learned how to play the piano and guitar by the age of nine. She would listen to punk rock, blues, jazz, and R&B. So she was pretty well-rounded. She really enjoyed all different types of music. She was influenced by singers such as Billie Holiday, Ray Charles, and Hank Williams. In 1984, she joined college in Yellow Springs, Ohio to study liberal arts. So in 1984, Mia and three of her friends from college formed a band together that they named the Gits. The band included the guitarist Joe Spleen, bassist Mike Dresner, and a drummer Steve Morardi. The band was actually named the Sniveling Little Rat-Faced Gits from a line in a Monty Python sketch but eventually they shortened the name to just the Gits because it was like super long. Mia was the band's lead singer and wrote most of their songs. People say that Mia was very talented and magnetic. She attracted all kinds of people. Her guitarist said that she was very compassionate and big-hearted. And then in 1989, the band moved to Seattle, Washington to be a part of the rising music scene at the time. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Alice in Chains had all come out of Seattle. They had gone on tour and performed with bands such as Nirvana, Sublime, and Green Day. All the good ones the gits were becoming known in the local music scene and had self-released one album and working on their second album called enter the conquering chicken and it was actually named after a chicken tattoo that mia had which represented her nickname chicken legs she just <laughs> little legs yeah <sighs> So it's just, I I think that's really cute. No, no, that's literally. At the time of the murder, the band was living and practicing in an abandoned house that they called the Rat House. So sounds super appealing. Mia had gotten a job at a local dive bar in the area after, you know, they moved there. And in 1993, Atlantic Record offers to sign the Gits and schedules a national tour. Days before the tour was supposed to start, so July 7th, 1993, Mia leaves her usual hangout spot, the Comet Tavern in Capitol Hill. She left the bar around 12 a.m. to look for her boyfriend about a block away at a practice studio. But she didn't find him, so she decided to visit a friend that lived in the same building. So I think it was kind of, you know, they'll have businesses on the bottom and then apartments on top. Have that in Fullerton. Yeah, it sounds to me like it was kind of like that. So she went down to the studio. She just wanted to check and see if her boyfriend... It's weird because different sources, some said it was her ex-boyfriend, some said it was her boyfriend, and some said that maybe they were, like, on the rocks about to break up or off and on something. I'm not really sure, but I saw different things on different sources. At about 2 a.m., she left the friend's apartment. She said she was going to go catch a cab. This was the last time Mia was seen alive. The friend she visited was named Tracy. Tracy. Tracy said Mia was irritated and distracted. She asked Mia just to stay the night, but she didn't want to. So I think Mia was either fighting with her boyfriend or was like super irritated that maybe he was supposed to be at the studio and he wasn't. And maybe that's why she was irritated. I saw a flyer from the show that night and I believe she played a show. It said that she was at the Comet Tavern, but... It looked like she played a show and then after the show or maybe after a couple of the bands played, she left and went to go look for her boyfriend. Maybe. An employee from the bar she was at remembers seeing Mia with headphones in when she left the bar. So most likely that she had the headphones in when she left her friend's house as well. And I feel like that's something you see often, especially at that time. You weren't scrolling on your phone like it was 1993. You had your headphones in.
1: Well, yeah, it was a different time. Like you, we didn't have something to just like literally endlessly scroll. We don't have, we didn't have TikTok.
0: Exactly. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but at that time, maybe you weren't as careful or suspicious of other people because you didn't have the internet. I feel like you didn't see as many of the scary cases or like, oh, I'm going to get attacked walking home from the bar at 12 with my headphones in.
1: Well, it it wasn't known back then. Like now when you walk to your car, you clutch your keys and stick it through your, you know, your fist and you'll stab somebody who walks up. But like back then, nobody knew like, oh, somebody's going to get like a serial. You wouldn't think of that.
0: I feel like a lot of serial killers, I mean, they were in the 70s. So it was known, but I think it just people felt like it didn't happen to people they knew or it wasn't going to happen to them.
1: It, It was just, oh, it happened over here. It was just uncommon.
0: Yeah, exactly. As you know, maybe, for many reasons, that could be super dangerous having your headphones in because you can't hear your surroundings. Somebody could sneak up behind you. It's dark. I I don't know what the street looked like, but you never know. A car can hit you because you you can't hear. Exactly. It's believed that she didn't catch the cab because there were no records of it and no cab driver said they picked her up. So I believe when the police released that she had been murdered, she...
1: She got into a cab that wasn't a cab?
0: No, I think when the police... Released that she had been murdered, they probably asked any cab drivers to come forward that
1: offered her a ride that night. That makes sense. It probably wasn't electronic, like how it is now. You yeah, can't but just, like, nobody
0: came forward Okay. and said, oh, hey, we gave her a ride. Okay. I'm wondering, since she was upset, did she just decide to walk home to blow off steam? Also, she could have gone to another friend's house. She could have gone back... I don't know. At this point, it was 2 a.m. So the bars were closed. And also her friends who were leaving the bars nearby, nobody saw her. Nobody talked to her after
1: she left her friend's house.
0: So if her friends were leaving at 2, maybe she would have ran into somebody. Maybe. Or since the bar was so close, I don't know.
1: Or she could have cut through a field. Who knows?
0: Who knows? Yeah, exactly. So at 3.20 a.m., A sex worker found her body two miles away from the apartment where she had been visiting her friend. So, an hour and 20 minutes later. Yes. She was found in a sketchy neighborhood in the street on her back with her arms out and her legs straight and crossed. A lot of people described it as a
1: Christ-like position. Like it was staged? Yes. Okay.
0: She was beaten and strangled with the sweatshirt strings. Say that three times fast. That she was wearing, which was... Uh, gets sweatshirt, So she was wearing her band hoodie. Her merch. Her merch, yeah. And they took the strings and they strangled her. She had been raped, but that detail was not released until years after the murder. And her bra and underwear were found in her pocket. Among further investigation, the police noticed that there was... Not much physical evidence at the scene. Um, She did have a bite mark on her chest. But other than that, there was no physical evidence. Okay. This led them to believe that she was not murdered there and that, in fact, this was the secondary location. The medical examiner had identified Mia because she was a fan of her band, The Gits, and recognized her which is just so
1: crazy sorry this is really random did she have like any other belongings on her did she have a purse or anything no okay so she was
0: you know what i did read that she had i think i know it was a mic for sure and something else a mic and i think a recorder or a notebook or something i don't remember exactly what it was but she did always have those items with her and later on i read that those items were actually found later in the studio Which was super strange because she never left them anywhere.
1: Okay. Well, I was thinking maybe she didn't take them if she played a show. Maybe somebody else took the stuff home for her.
0: Yeah. Like one of her band members or something. Yeah. Especially because they all live together. But no, she she left it at the studio. So maybe, I don't know if she left it at the studio, then went upstairs to visit her friend Tracy and then was going to come back down and grab the stuff before she left. But then she was like so irritated with her boyfriend. She just forgot. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. Okay. The medical examiner determined that the cause of death was either strangulation or injuries from the beating. Okay. Besides the murder weapon, which was the strings of her hoodie, there were no fingerprints, blood, or semen from the killer. Just saliva from the bite mark. Okay. There were so many theories about what could have happened. One of them was that she did, in fact, catch a cab and the driver killed her. So either the driver killed her, and that's why they didn't come forward and say that they gave her a ride, or that possibly a fake driver...
1: Yeah, like it wasn't really a driver, driver. Yeah,
0: But it was said that she didn't have a driver's license and she always took cabs and that she might have known some of the cab drivers, but that she also had a big mouth. And if she was irritated, she would speak up and she would say things. And so they thought, oh, maybe she like pissed off a cab driver and then they killed her for that reason, you know. But I'm wondering if that was thought before it was released that she was raped. Because I feel like if you're raped, a lot of times that's the motive.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why I asked if it was... Like, yeah. Like sexually I motivated. Well, I, what if it was a mugging that went wrong? But if she caught a cap or something or who knows?
0: Yeah. But there was no evidence to back up the fact that it was a cab driver. That was just a theory. Okay. So three miles from where she was found, a man heard a horrifying scream... But when he went to check, he didn't see anything. So it's possible that she was walking past this house when she was attacked or abducted. There was a scream and then she was gone. Like, did a car pick her up? Did somebody grab her from a car? Like, snatch her into the car? Maybe. Because if... But the guy said it was like a scream. He went outside. He checked. He heard a scream that obviously scared him. If you're going to go outside at... 2 a.m.? Yeah, 2 a.m.
1: Well, it could have been a van and, like, just swooped her up. And that's why when he went out, nobody was there. Because I feel like if it was, like, in a house or anything... Yeah. Like, it would take longer. But
0: it was kind of confusing, and it was, like, north, west, east. It was—they it. They were basically saying that where he heard the scream was between the apartment she was at and another friend's house. Mm-hmm. So maybe she didn't decide to go home at all. Maybe she decided to go to another friend's house, maybe check and see if her boyfriend was there.
1: Or she was pissed at her boyfriend and was like, ah, fuck it, I'm not going home.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's possible. The only person of interest in this case was the boyfriend, of course. The relationship, like I said, had been on the rocks, and his friends described him as scary.
1: Okay. (laughs) Which is weird. Hold on. I'm just going to say one thing. Everybody thinks anybody in the metal or the punk or like any of that community, suddenly they're scary or like emo people, which people just don't understand. And most of those people are the most down to earth people. And I just.
0: But I think it was his friends that were in the same scene. Okay. Like maybe they saw him get into a lot of fights
1: or something. Maybe. I don't know. Like
0: maybe he had a short temper or something like that.
1: Maybe. I just, I don't want it to be perceived as just looks
0: yeah no 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 it was his friends okay but you never know it could have been mutual acquaintances It, i don't know but he ends up giving dna samples and passes two lie detector tests he works with the police he has an alibi too so he's not
1: a suspect for long okay
0: i think they were just suspicious of him because she was maybe looking for him or
1: something because it's always a boyfriend
0: yeah when other people from the music scene see that the police are no longer making progress on her case they get together and hold a benefit show or different benefit shows i think. To hire a private investigator, which I think is just so cool. I love that. I feel like, I don't know, it's just so cool.
1: It's cool when you have the resources to like hire people to do things or when you have people who will go out of their way to do things for you.
0: It's just nice. It is. So the bands that performed included Nirvana and Joan Jett. So these were big bands.
1: Okay. I'm
0: not, I know they must have been pretty big at the time or I'm not really sure. I don't know a lot about Nirvana, but I believe that this was one of the, his last shows. So I don't know if he was really big when he died or if he got big after. You know how some people get.
1: Yeah, interesting. Big
0: after. So this helped to raise $70,000.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, he must have been big, especially playing with Joan Jett too. Oops. I think she was big at the time
1: crazy amount of money yeah
0: exactly that is one of the many things that i appreciate about the local scene local music scene everyone looks out for their own everybody knows everyone they kind of watch out for each other and it's just really cool they were able to raise enough money to hire the private investigator for three years like they were able to pay her for three years
1: pay her three years like with the cold case well technically it was like a cold case right it wasn't cold yet well if the police stopped investigating it
0: they still were but they just weren't making any progress okay and so i think everybody was kind of freaked out by the fact that it could really the killer could be anybody yeah and it was somebody that a lot of people cared about police believe that mia was killed by a random killer but the private investigator believed that it was someone mia knew because the way her body was found so all her injuries were to her body and not to her face. It was also believed that Mia was killed by more than one person because the way her body was placed. Like two people carried her and positioned her. Because if she wasn't killed at that location...
1: She'd have drug marks.
0: Exactly. She was carried there or dropped off in a car. There's no evidence to support that, but I mean, it's possible. Unless she was carried in a tarp. I don't think two people would just carry her in a tarp down the street. Yeah, big ass tarp. According to that scream, it seems like somebody grabbed her into a car, took her, did whatever they did, and then dropped her at this neighborhood. Makes sense. Especially if a sex worker was the one that found her. If it's an area for sex work, it seems kind of...
1: Like you wouldn't have much time to position a body, so you wouldn't have time to drag or do it You would need help.
0: Exactly. And if a, none of the sex workers don't just walk the street at two by themselves. No, there would be multiple and somebody would see something, Yeah, especially if people are driving by there because they know it's somewhere where they could find a date for the night.
1: Exactly.
0: The money that was raised for the private investigator runs out after three years, but the private investigator continues investigating on her own because she was so invested in the case and it was such a mystery to her. She really wanted to find out what happened. Okay. After five years is when the case goes cold and the police say that there's no new evidence There's no updates to the case. It's cold. Everyone in the punk scene and the grunge scene is stuck wondering who could have done this and is it one of their own?
1: That makes sense.
0: So 10 years later, everything is definitely much more advanced as far as DNA goes. And the police retest DNA against the national database. So they tested against CODIS for the second time. They tested it the first time in 2003 and then 10 years just randomly. Ooh. So they retested the saliva from the bite mark that Mia had on her chest. And the man that it matched to had recently been forced to submit DNA when he was arrested in Florida for burglary and domestic abuse. So 48-year-old Jesus C. A Seca Florida local was arrested on January 10th 2003 for the murder of Mia he was from Cuba but was deported in 1980 due to his criminal background he did have a prior record of sexual assault kidnapping battery assault indecent exposure and robbery homeboy had a record yes which like why was this guy not in
1: prison yeah what, what the, the hell? Fuck? <laughs>
0: it's so crazy to me that you could just do all those things and
1: just be out i guess prison overcrowd. i don't even fucking know literally at that point just fucking send him back
0: he also had a history of being abusive towards women even his wife oh cool fantastic jesus lives just three blocks from where mia's body was found which i think i saw something that Killers will kind of leave bodies within a three-mile radius of their house. It's called something, but there's a way you put in the... This is going to sound really crazy. Sometimes with true crime, I've heard so many cases, but I've watched so much Dexter, Criminal Minds,
1: and... (laughs) Okay, so you've watched TV?
0: But, like, a ton of Law & Order, Criminal Minds, Dexter. Okay. And I don't know if that was from an episode about that three-mile radius, and then it's, like, a real thing. Or if it's from an episode or if it is a real thing. But my mind is telling me it's a real thing.
1: <laughs> First of all, that is the fucking, that's so fucking stupid to put it in three miles of your house.
0: Well, something said.
1: Well, then again, also that would kind of make sense though, because theory, we're not going to do anything. But if you were to hide a dead body, where would you hide it? Like Well, you don't want be- a
0: chance. It would have to be somewhere you know, somewhere you're comfortable with.
1: Yeah, and you don't know anywhere You don't want to go
0: most- too far because you can get pulled over. Anything can happen. Yeah. So you just are like, oh, s- sweet, this looks cool just let's do it here you know i just want to be (laughs) done with this type of thing
1: done but that's also really stupid at the same time but okay
0: but i don't know if it's real
1: okay i I get you it could be a thought it's like when you're unsure if something's a dream or not yeah but
0: also when you watch so much crime tv and then you watch so much true crime sometimes it just
1: merges together
0: but a lot of times a lot of the crime tv is based off of real cases yes okay so Five weeks after Mia's murder. So back in, she was murdered in 1993. So back in 1993, but five weeks after Mia was murdered, he had tried to kidnap another young lady. Okay. He pulled up to the young woman while she was walking down the street and tried to lure her into his car. So I think this is how he got Mia. She saw that he was touching himself. Oh, what the fuck? So he's yanking his chain, pulls up, and is trying to get her in the car, which I just can't imagine seeing that and being like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I I need a ride. No, what a creep. I'll hop right in. It's not going to work. She immediately wrote down the license plate and reported it. So good job. A plus for her. I've actually been hearing that a lot lately in cases in different podcasts and things like that where people will see somebody shady and they write down the license license plate and then when something weird happens in the area they give the license plate to the police and I think if I saw a car and I was just like hey you know what that car looks kind of weird I just think the car looked
1: weird yeah well some I know I, I used to have a co-worker who you have to take a picture of it yeah. with your phone. I, I would never think of that.
0: It's so smart because what happens? Nothing. So you just delete the picture. But if something does happen, you're you like, know. Oh,
1: I have that picture from that car.
0: Even if you see like, okay, a toddler, you're putting them into their car seat. They're going to be screaming. They're pissed at their mom. They're going to be yelling. But maybe it's not their mom. Just take a picture of the license plate. And then later on, if there's an Amber Alert or something, you, you know, this is just an example. You have a picture of it. It doesn't hurt.
1: It really doesn't. You're right.
0: You're in the target parking lot. some something looks weird. Take a picture of the or write down the license plate and it's delete not like it you're later. have that
1: many photos because how much like how many times a day are you like, "Oh, that looks really weird,
0: yeah, exactly. He's convicted in two thousand and four for Mia's murder and received thirty seven years, but appeals and receives thirty six years.
1: <laughs> oh that's real successful. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so he gets a year shaved off, which that's not enough time. It's not enough time. No, it's not. I don't know how he gets so lucky. He does all this stuff. He gets out and then he kills somebody, rapes somebody, strangles somebody. Like, that's not just, oh, I got mad and I killed somebody. That's like he intentionally went out and murdered her. Took somebody's life. Who was obviously super talented and probably could have gone really far. Which, regardless, everybody's life is precious, you know? But it's just really... Messed up. I actually saw that he died in prison last year, in 2021. So he was still in jail.
1: With all due respect, thank God.
0: So there's a bright side, and he died at the age of 66. So it's still fairly young.
1: Maybe that's why he didn't get that long, because of age. Is that a thing? I'm pretty sure it is. You're not gonna give the 80 year old 45 years in prison. You have homeboy 20. He's probably gonna die before.
0: That's true. So that's the story of Zabate. It's really sad. It's a really sad one.
1: Especially because like I've been to a lot of places with like grunge people and. You know, they just have such big personalities that they go, they do things, they speak their word. and Yeah. It's sad.
0: Especially because she was just attacked. Like, it must have been so scary.
1: Just random.
0: But I'm wondering if there was another person involved. They never said that or anything, but I just don't understand how he would have put her in the car. I saw pictures of her and she seemed pretty small, like petite.
1: What kind of car did he have? I didn't see. What if he had a van? Just said a car. Okay, he had a car. But
0: I wonder if he just offered her a ride and she got in because she was so pissed at her boyfriend.
1: Maybe. Or her judgment was... was What what if she drank?
0: It's possible. I didn't see anything about her drinking, but it's possible.
1: Like, what if she's like, ah, fuck it. I want to ride home.
0: Yeah. Like, maybe she couldn't catch a cab because everybody was going home at 2 a.m. So...
1: Maybe the cab prices were crazy.
0: It could have been that for sure.
1: I don't know if they did that or if that's just an Uber and Lyft thing.
0: And then she just was like, okay.
1: I'll just walk and then...
0: Go with this guy.
1: Sounds good. If he was
0: 66 when he died last year, how old would he have been when he killed her?
1: Oh, I need a calculator. So 2021, let me think. 28 years. Creepy. What if he was just a creep? Well, he obviously was. (laughs)
0: But I'm just wondering, like, what would have got her in the car if he wasn't forcing her? Because if he forced her in, he walked around in the driver's seat, she would have just jumped out. Yeah. I feel like you, in 93, you wouldn't just get in a car. Well, maybe she
1: didn't. That's why she screamed.
0: Yeah. So I always think about it because I'm wondering maybe there was a second person, or maybe he had kids and had car seats in the back or something. She was just like, huh? Eh, maybe. He seems nice. Yeah, he's a dad.
1: Yeah. The dad's not gonna kill me.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't have time. But then it's like
1: then we remembered. The dad always has time. The mom's watching the kids. It's true. (laughs) That's bad. Let me shitting on dads for two episodes. So fucked up. (laughs) I'm not even a dad. I'm no shit. You can get that out. <laughs> it's just horrible. Alrighty. Thanks for listening to Erica's story. That was very good. Thank you for sharing.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for coming. To my TED Talk.
1: <laughs> Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram.
0: Don't forget to write a review if you get a chance. It really helps us out.
1: Send us submissions.
0: I want to know what you guys want to hear.
1: Yeah. Send us, send us what you got.
0: We'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs>